that was uh, Ian Johnson. Uh, remarkable uh, life he's lived, uh, spending a lot of time in China. He speaks Chinese. He teaches uh, undergraduates in Beijing, and uh, and uh, you know, but still, you know, roots in the West and uh, uh, very interesting perspective he has. Yeah, I was uh, delighted to have him on. Um, I had not heard about his book, but we got a copy from um, publisher. Uh, as we are, that sort of thing's happening increasingly now as people get to know about spirit matters. Um, so we get um, offered authors to interview, and I was happy to this. I mean, this he's a this he's a real journalist. I mean, he's a Pulitzer Prize winner. He's worked for the New York Times. He right, you know. So he's he's a uh, the real deal, and I'm sure you know the book is thoroughly researched. It's it's quite right. fascinating and really readable. It's like 400 pages yeah. of he, uh, detail. But yeah, it, he was it, actually. Uh, I'm reading. Uh, he was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal in 2001 when he won the Pulitzer Prize for his coverage of the persecution of Falun Gong. And I'd heard uh, a lot about that. I've actually met people from that society. Maybe we should have somebody on from them. Because uh, mm -hmm. throughout Europe and, and the U.S., North America, and probably all over the world, they're really uh, uh, crying persecution. Uh, the Chinese, obviously. Uh, and he mentioned they had a sit-down demonstration in the wrong place, probably at the wrong time, and that was it. And, yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, yeah. That was probably a, a bridge too far for, for the Chinese authorities at the time. So, uh, you know, but it's fascinating. I, I had no idea. Uh, we we all know that uh, China has liberalized in many ways, and the, you know the economy went from this you know rigid centralized controlled economy to what he called hypercapitalism almost overnight, which is fascinating. And and now we have you know Chinese people being in 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 western universities and doing business in the west so it was almost inevitable that there'd be some loosening up and not only culturally but spiritually and that seems to be what happened and the chinese government is smart enough not to suppress it right and, i mean you know, there are uh, i don't know how many thousands of chinese students now studying in the united states they say there's enough chinese students that want to come to college in the us they could fill up all the universities. And just to, again, uh -huh. to give people perspective, America has 330, approximately 330 million people. We are a big country. China has 1 billion, 300 yeah. million people. So that is uh, almost, uh, to me, uh, inconceivable in terms of po population and, 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 and even trying to understand the various groups and uh, diversity of that population because it yeah. is so uh, massively enormous. Yeah, and when the Chinese come here, um, on a, you know, I'm sure the Chinese uh, students and Chinese business people and uh, uh, people who uh, settle here for for a while or for forever um, have an influence on the people, the, the Americans they they come to know, but it it wouldn't be. It would be different from uh, when Indian people started uh, to come here and become citizens and, and students and business people uh, because they, um, they had a living tradition, uh, you know, the various forms of Hinduism. 
um, that they they brought with them, and that has had that's part of the American Veda story. But uh, Chinese people wouldn't have that kind of thing to the same degree. So if their influence in terms of their spiritual perspective or religion, it's it's likely to be from the Westerners, the Americans they contact here. And so, you know, part of what, what uh, Ian Johnson is writing about, as you pointed out, was not just the uh, institutional forms of religion, like, you know, more Protestant churches, but um, the sort of um, eclectic, independent spiritual search that I would guess a lot of young Chinese people coming here would would uh, be inspired by right, right. The, the sort of uh, spiritual seekers and um, spiritual but not religious types they come right. across. Right. You, you know, Phil, I would be interested and think that your new book, The Life of Yogananda, uh, could potentially be very popular in China because I, w- I would think, uh, you know, um, they, 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 they're all, like he said, people are considering themselves spiritual but not religious. And to speak about a spiritual luminary like Yogananda and all uh, might be a very, very fascinating. To well, Chinese. yeah, it's interesting because, you know, Ian mentions that, you know, there are people following gurus, but um, we didn't ask him, but that could be a generic term for sort of homegrown gurus and, uh, you know, independent sort of spiritual teachers that arise from within China. I don't know the degree to which the gurus who have had an impact on the West, like Yogananda, like uh, Maharishi and, and uh, Muktananda and all the others, uh, were able, had any um, impact on, on China. And obviously it would be through their um, representatives now because they're, they're long gone. I don't know if there are transcendental meditation teachers in China. I don't know if there are... Uh, Self-realization fellowship or Ananda outlets in in um, China presenting Yogananda's uh, work, um, but you're right in the sense that I, it, it would shock me to uh, to find out that the autobiography of a yogi is not published in China. Uh, I would I would guess that at least English language uh, versions of it exist in China, if not a Chinese translation. After we get off the phone, I'm going to look and see if there's a Chinese translation. That would be interesting. Right, right. And I would think uh, uh, a bestseller in China would sell a lot of books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, however, however, they would, it would, they would not uh, cost as much as they do in, in, in the West. And... Um, yeah, actually, I'm I'm expecting a royalty check from another book from China any any day now, and uh, it's interesting because there was a time in publishing where you know getting your getting a royalty check from China was like you might as well just you know forget about it. But now business is being done in a much more businesslike and uh, and uh, r- responsible way. Well, well, there you go, <coughs> fabulous guest. Uh, maybe our first. Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, that hey, that's on. true. That's true. Maybe I'll be the second. There you go. You got my vote. <laughs> uh, and grab Phil's new book, The Life of Yogananda, uh, now available at Amazon uh, and other book yes. suppliers. So 
Uh, till next time, yeah. Phil. Okay, Dennis. Bye.